Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. But God calls the thing that is not as though it is, because he's speaking faith into what he's saying. He's saying to Abraham, you will be the father of many nations. He's saying to Sarah, you will be the mother of many nations. With Pastor Jay Petty. Sin is a product of disease and sickness which produces death. Jesus died for sin. He hung on a cross and became the curse of sin. He became that body of sin. Why? Not because you could die from some sickness and disease so that you could be freed from it. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. But God wants you to grow up in the things that He's giving you. He wants you to grow up in your faith. He wants you to grow up in the seeds that He's planting in your heart. He wants you to be a mighty warrior. Now let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. Faith begins where the will of God is known. You have to know what the will of God is in order to know what to believe in. It has to be based upon um, where faith begins the will of God alone. It's not going to be on any other kind of thing other than the surety of what his will is. If you put your faith in anything else, it's not going to work. Okay. Appropriating faith is believing that God will. Now I want to talk about faith this morning because it goes along with the redemptive nature of God. God is a God of faith, period. God walks by faith, period. Everything he does is in faith, period. What he expects from us is to walk the same way, but it's hard for us to walk like that when we don't know what his word says and we're not sure when we read his word if it's the will of God. This funny thing about all of it is that when we start out on this journey, we have certain concepts of belief. But sometimes when we come face to face with truth, we have such a hard time accepting it because it's so abnormal to what we believe. So faith, God wants to change our faith to be in agreement with him, to be in agreement with his will. I'm going to tell you something else about faith. Faith is something you need to get to where you're going. And it doesn't mean that where you're going isn't going to be a struggle. It probably will be. And sometimes it seems like it's very impossible. Seems to be overwhelming. That's when you've got to hang on and hold on through the end. I'm going to start in Romans 8.10. What does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. Two things. I'm telling you right now, faith begins with two things. What comes out of here and what you believe in here. And if you're believing and confessing that truth, you're on the way. Got seeds planted. And what it says is that uh, it is the word of faith which we preach. That 
If you confess with your mouth the Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. <clears throat> now, the word saved, we often think it's just about being born again, but it's not. Being saved extends itself to every area of our life to make us whole, to make us complete, to help us to uh, walk on water, uh, whatever it may be. You have to understand is when you begin to believe it here, and you begin to confess it here, it becomes real faith. It's a, and, and when it becomes real faith, then you've got to hold on to it. Funny thing how easily we give up in our walk of faith, simply because we hit rough places in our journey. So many people do. Romans 10, 16 and 17, it says, but they... Not all obeyed the gospel. Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We have to, it comes out of the word of God. When you have a need, when you have a need, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go to the word to find the answer. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to have to find the promise. You're going to have to find that truth. And you're going to have to take those seeds and bury them in your heart. Remember, the ones who produce 30, 60, 100 fold are those who get it into the good soil of the heart. That's where faith produces. That's the faith producing fruit of your faith. And it is based upon the fact of your word. What did Jesus, Jesus said it over? Where is your faith? Why don't, you know, where is your faith? I mean, he's, he's in the boat. Water's coming over the thing. They're freaking out. Wake, we're drowning. We're going to drown. Fear, okay? Fear will rob your faith in a heartbeat. And Jesus gets up, speaks to the wind, speaks to the waves. Everything calms down, everything's... And then he says, where's your faith? In other words, you have a lack of faith. As many times as you hear what Jesus says, where's your faith? He's asking, why don't you have faith in this? How long have you been with me? How many miracles have you seen? How many things have I done that proves that I am the Son of God? Now, Jesus isn't gone. He's in each of us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So the activation of faith is in your heart when you start believing. Let me ask a question. Someone here in the, besides the, this virus garbage, anybody else have a, a real need this morning? <coughs> We'd like to share it. Don't be afraid. Come on. I just want to show you something. Anyone? No. Nope. Oh, toilet paper. That's why God made the left hand. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. I, I, I can't uh, stress that enough. You need to hear what God is saying. 
about your situation. It doesn't matter whether it's financial. It doesn't matter whether it's your family, your wife, your children, your husband. It doesn't matter if it's about the stresses of everyday life. It doesn't matter. My question to you, what does God say about it? Once you know what God says about it, you know, you know what his will is. That's when you begin to take that word, those seeds, remember the seeds, and you begin to plant them in your heart. You know, uh, and whatever they may be. You begin to do the word. You begin to plant the word in you. And you begin to nourish that word. How? By reminding yourself what God has promised you. By reminding yourself that God is going to take care of this. By reminding yourself what the Word of God tells you. And when you begin to do that in your prayer life and in your worship life and in your word life, you're reinforcing that which is planted in you. So many people get the seed planted and it feels so good. Yeah, I got that. And they turn and they walk away and the seed dies and it doesn't go anyplace else. I think sometimes that's one of the problems with the church. It just doesn't get it. We're not in this for the short term. We're in this for the long term. God wants to grow your faith. He didn't tell you that there wouldn't be struggles in that growing. In fact, he guaranteed there would be. But what he does say that at some point, your faith is going to come to fruition and the fruit of what you're believing God for is going to be over. Then you don't need faith. Romans 4.13 says, For the promise that he would be an heir of the world was not to Abraham and to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So God made Abraham a promise. He says, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. He changed his name and he changed her name to be in agreement with what he told them. You are no longer that, you're Abraham, and you're no longer Sarai, you're Sarah. You are the father of many nations, you are the mother of many nations, and the promise of God was through that word that he gave them. Now, I want to say to you, we can mess that up. Abraham did. Look at my servant. Look at, look at Ishmael. And God said, no, the promise is to you, and to your wife, Sarah. The thing about the Word of God, we, we have to keep it straight as to what God is really saying. Because when we do, then we have something to anchor into. We have something to begin to believe in. That may be the hardest part for us, but in, in, in Romans 4.17, he puts it this way. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. Um, in the presence of him whom he believed. That's Abraham. He believed God. And he goes, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which are not as though they are. <coughs> How does that work? 
It doesn't exist. Faith is the uh, assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It doesn't exist at that moment. It's not even in time at that moment. But God calls the thing that is not as though it is because he's speaking faith into what he's saying. He's saying to Abraham, you will be the father of many nations. He's saying to Sarah, you will be the mother of many nations. See, that is the proclamation of faith. God speaks that faith, and we're to believe that faith. When he speaks it to us, that's the power of it. Every word that God gives us is a seed. It's got to produce something in us. It's got to grow in us. Seeds for this and seeds for that. But how do you get to those seeds if you don't know what he has said? That's the problem. We don't know. And when we come up against something, we still don't know. And then we try to take it on ourselves with much failure. And we get exasperated in the end and say, oh, God, I don't know what to do. What, you know. And we just, we just throw up our hands. The smart guy would humble himself and say, God, help me. Let your mercy be poured out upon me, O oh Lord. Show me the way. But most people just throw up their hands and walk away. Remember that place where it, where it talks about the seed growing amongst the rocks and it springs up and it grows. And then when the sun comes and the persecution comes and when the difficulty comes, it kills that seed in you. That's not really where God wanted it planted. He wanted it planted in the midst of your heart so that you can nourish it. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a little bit of allergy problem. I don't have the virus. <laughs> Who contrary to hope in hope believed. Another thing, it's going to look hopeless. It's always going to look hopeless when you look at it. It's going to seem like it's impossible. Why would you put me in this impossible situation? That's really where it comes down to. It feels like there's no way out. It feels like it's too overwhelming to us. But even where there is no hope, you can find hope. And where you find that hope is in the same place. It's in the truth of his word. When it's in the truth of those seeds. And if you think Satan doesn't going to try to rip them out, you're wrong. He's going to try to put tares in place of seeds. He's going to try to crush everything out of you. But you have to hold on. You have to hold on to your faith. You can't let your faith go. Why? Because you've got to find a place to hope. Hope means to expect. Expect God to do what he said he would do. Expect God to do it. That's what God is looking from you and me, to expect him. I expect you to heal me. I expect you to deliver me. I expect to be set free. I expect, I expect, because God, those seeds are in me. And God, I, every day I get up and I thank you for them. Every day I get up and I worship you. Every day I get up and I quote the scriptures that relate to it. God, every day I do. There's faith that's beginning to operate. It's beginning to operate in you. Because you're not going to let go. 
no matter what you see, no matter what you feel. The redemptive promises, really, I'm telling you, sometimes we just have to take a hold of them. So he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. So Abraham focused on what God told him. He focused on the word of God. That's what he did. He focused. So shall your descendants be. And he focused. And he thanked God. And he walked with God. And he told God, thank you for your promises. After he got through the point where God said, no, Abraham. The promise is to you and to your wife, Sarah. Do you know, Abraham had to go through 25 years <clears throat> before his faith bore the fruit that he was believing God for. Most of the time, we don't have to go that long. Sometimes it's a couple of days, sometimes a couple of months. Miss Wigglesworth went five years for his hemorrhoids to be healed. And, and in his ministry, he was healing everyone. Everybody come forward, they get bam, bam, bam. <clears throat> but see, God is looking for faith in us. And we're going to believe him, no matter what. No matter what we're facing. Uh, an amazing thing about John G. Lake was that he was in the midst of a plague in Africa and he would just walk over to the person who had it. He'd reach out and touch them and say, in the name of Jesus, die and be healed. And immediately, that person would be made whole. God is still in the same business he's always been in. The difference is that we have to get to a place to believe him. And that may be a little bit of a struggle for us. But if you want to reinforce it, remember how you reinforce it. Not being weak in faith, he did not consider his old body, 99 years old, or Sarah and the deadness of her womb, which she could never have a child. God put them in the worst situation, the most impossible situation, to prove that faith works no matter what. He found hope. He found focus. He found that place where he could put his trust in God. He did not waver at the promise of God. <coughs> One thing I knew about my father, if he said something, he was going to do it. He did it. I don't care what it was. If he told you something, he meant what he said. And... You could depend upon the fact that when he said it, that if you asked him about any of it, he would do it. If you were broke down 100 miles from home, he'd come and get you. Because the integrity of one's word is important. And the integrity of God's word is important. We have to believe that God means what he says and God says what he means. We have to begin to know that God doesn't change and his word doesn't change. The thing we try to do is to change the way the word of God works. And, and we, we have to stop doing that. We have to read it. We have to build upon it. 
We have to saturate ourselves in it. We have to believe it and pray through it and worship God in it until the day comes that we bear the fruit of it, no matter what it may be. The difference is that Abraham was fully convinced that what he had promised that God was able to do. That's very important. It's easy to read the word. It's easy to memorize the word. It's easy to say it to someone else, but it's a lot harder to say it to yourself when you're walking in it. A lot harder. That's how it works. In Galatians 3, 2, it says, This I only I want to know from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you hearing God? Are you hearing His Word? Are you hearing what God is saying to you? You know, you're the most important thing to Him. I'm telling you right now, you are the most important thing to God. But God wants each of us to grow up in the things of God. That's what he's after. And so we have to struggle a little bit. So our faith gets tested a little bit. So everything around us gets a little tougher for a while. Only for a while. Pretty soon everything goes back. Everything works out. Huh, Angela? Angela walked through some heavy stuff, but she never quit believing God. She trusted him, and she served him every day and prayed over her son and her husband every day. She was there in the midst of that tragic thing, and other people joined her in their prayers and their uh, care for him. But you know, God brought him through, didn't he? Everything's back to normal, isn't it? Yeah, see? Amen. Amen. Yes. That's how it works. Doesn't mean you're not going to have to go through it. Come on. We do, you know, the problem with us as human beings, we don't have to go through it. We want God to remove it so we can just get on the other side of it. And God says, there's work here i got to do in your heart. So walk through it. Make your stand. I love this one, Galatians 3.5. Therefore, he supplies the Spirit to you. It works miracles among you. How does he do it? Does he do it by you obeying some rule or some law, some legalistic form of some kind of thing? Or do, you, or do those miracles come by the hearing of faith? It's so important for us to begin to hear the Word of God when it pertains to your life, no matter what it may be. What it should make us do is dig deeper in the Word of God. It should make us look and search until we find the answer that God has for us. That's what it should do. Most of the time we just come apart. We come apart and we just say how unfair everything is and you know, we turn negative and we complain and we walk. And you know something, here's the problem. If you, don't go, if you don't get it this time, you're going to have to do it again. And again. And again. Until one day you wake up and say, okay, God, I'm tired of this. 
I think I'll just do it your way. <coughs> I'm going to start listening to what you're saying, God. Why? Because I need to move with you. I don't need to move with myself. I need to move with what your word says, Lord, not with what I feel. Not with what someone told me. But, Father, what your son has purchased for me. Redemption's a sure thing. I don't care what it is. His presence is a sure thing. Him being your shepherd is a sure thing. Him being your righteousness is a sure thing. But you know, you can walk through life and never experience any of those redemptive promises simply because you don't want to take the time to believe them. I'll tell you the biggest one is, is healing. We have all kinds of ideals what healing is. We all have all kinds of ideals where it comes from. And most of us don't even know if, we're go if it's God's will for us to be healed or not. We don't even know what the word really says about it. But redemptively, it's been paid for in full. Redemptively, God has already dealt with it. Redemptively, God wants you to believe it. Believe it so that you begin to walk in it. You begin to pray it through. You begin to take the word and fill up your heart with it. You plant those seeds. You get those seeds. and You, you plant those seeds and let those seeds grow in you until the day he comes and says, Okay, you got what you believe me for. And you know what's going to happen? Your body's going to be made whole. It was never God's intention for us to die before his time. Never. God had intended to take the breath of man away when he was ready, when his day was done. But men are dying from all kinds of things. Why? Because they don't believe the word. If you want something, you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith to get it no matter what it may be. You're going to have to make a stand. Proverbs 4.20 My son, give attention to my word. You know what that means? Pay attention to what it says. Look, listen to what I'm telling you. That's what, the, that's what he's saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I've said. Pay attention. If I was going to offer you $1,000 right now, you'd definitely pay attention to me. You know why? You would, you'd want to know what you have to do to get it. So you'd heed every word that came out of my mouth so you could assure yourself of that $1,000. That's right. This is... Greater value than money. This is about your life. And, and, and he says, give attention to my uh, words, incline to my sayings. Listen. Listen. Do not let them depart. From before your eyes. Now here's how, you, here's how you get it. Once you get that word, you begin to incline your ear to hear it. Then you put it in front of you. And you keep it in front of you. 
Why? Because it is the power of changing those things in your life. Take heed to what, oh, I'm sorry. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Here. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You confess with your mouth, you believe where? In your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Because that's where it's going to come out of. Whatever you're believing God for is going to come out of the things that you're holding in your heart. And you're saying to God, I believe you. God, I'm trusting you. God, I thank you for those seeds. I thank you, Lord, for, because they're growing in me right now. I'm believing you for those things right now, Lord. I'm believing for that day, that, that, that Lord, that all that stuff that I've been hanging on to and holding on to and just been crushing my life, I'm believing you now, Lord, for those things to be defeated in my life. How important is that? Because this, this personally affects you and your walk with God. And so he goes on and he says, uh, da, 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 da. I know it's in here somewhere. For they are life to those who find them and health <coughs> to all their flesh. Now here's the promise. It's life. Not your life, his life. That brings life to you. Imparted into you. And it brings healing to your body. When you're young, you, don't, you, you feel invincible. When you get older, you know you're not. Some of you are coming into the age when you're going to start seeing stuff in your body starts to give you trouble. In your 40s is where it begins. And this is what Jesus said. And then he said to them, take heed to what you hear. Listen. With the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. In other words, what he's saying, if you take heed to what you're hearing and you hear it, and you apply it, then it'll be measured to you in the same way that you're taking it. If you're believing him, he said, if you're believing me for something, take heed to what you're believing me for, because it's going to come back the same way to you in the way that you hear it. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. We hear what God is saying. How did you receive the Spirit? By the Word of God. How did you get your miracle? By the Word of God. By the hearing of faith. That's what God is saying. We have to hear what His Word is saying to us. It's not something we just glance over, that we just read over. That's just, it's just something that, 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 wow, that's cool. Think about what I'm saying to you this morning. We need to rise up. The, the, the whole thing about what's going on out there, nobody should be walking in fear of that. The scripture says it shall not come near you. 
Ten may, thousand may fall at my left and a thousand at my right, but it shall not come near me. When are we going to come to the Word and begin to believe what the Word says? And plant those things in our lives and say, God, I want to grow in that. I want to walk in that. I want to bear fruit in that. <coughs> Boy, I tell you, that's freedom. That's true freedom. You can go wrong your whole life, I'm telling you. And just skim the tops of things. But there will be a day that's going to come when you're going to have to dig in or die. Jesus, Jesus purchased sin. Sin is a product of disease and sickness which produces death. Jesus died for sin. He hung on a cross and became the curse of sin. He became that body of sin. Why? Not because you could die from some sickness and disease so that you could be freed from it. So that in the end you would be resurrected from the dead as the righteous. It means a lot when you begin to see, okay, God, this is what you believe. And this is what I'm, I'm listening now, Lord. I'm listening. There are many people out there that throw a carrot out there and tell you, you know, if you'll do this and then blah, blah, blah. It's all, it's all a con game. Someone, someone called me and told me that uh, whatever it was that I had... Uh, Oh, I was going to buy a tractor. Come to find out it was nothing but a scam. They wanted my money. And that's what happens. We get scammed out of the truth. We get scammed out of the promise. We get scammed out of the provisions that God has provided for his people. We are the sheep of his uh, pastor. He is our shepherd. He's the one who leads us in the path of righteousness. He's the one that takes us through the valley of the shadow of death. He's the one that takes us out to green pastures or still waters. He is. Is he your pastor? Is Jesus your shepherd? That's the real question, isn't it? Luke 8, 20 says, and he, told, he, and he was told by them, that, uh, some of them who said, your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. Strange word that Jesus gave back. My mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. Isn't that pretty simple? Why do we make it much harder than what it is? Why can't we just believe the Word of God and just stand on the Word of God and be what the Word of God tells us we are? Why is it so hard for us to uh, walk away from that? If you think the world's going to give you an answer to that, it's not going to happen. I'm going to finish with this verse here. Hebrews 4, 12. For the word of God is living, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the, to the division of the soul from the spirit 
and the joint from the marrow, and the discerner and the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there's no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to his eyes to, of him that we must give an account. God sees everything. Everything you do, he judges by the intent of your heart, not his heart. Sometimes we do things for the right reason, they just come out all wrong. But it's the intent of what we're, and what we're doing or what we believe in. If what we're doing is of faith, God honors that. Highly honors that. Because he sees it. You can't hide what's going on in here. You cannot hide what's going on in here from him. You can hide it from me and I can hide it from you. But you cannot hide it from him because he sees it. And what God really just wants you to do and to know that he's not there to be this guy that comes down with a gavel in one hand and lightning in the other and going to take your life out. God loves you too much for that. But God wants you to grow up in the things that He's giving you. He wants you to grow up in your faith. He wants you to grow up in the seeds that He's planting in your heart. He wants you to be a mighty warrior. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.